Well, good morning. Welcome to South Park Church. It's so great to be with you. My name is Kevin Aki. I'm the director of creative here at South Park Church. And uh, we are in a series called Forgotten God, in which we are naming the Holy Spirit as forgotten. As Lindsay uh, mentioned earlier, we're in uh, uh, this series, and we're going over this book by Francis Chan uh, called Forgotten God. So we're going to be going through all the way up through chapter 5 today. So you can read chapter 6 next week and join us. And the other thing that i got to say is if you missed last week's sermon, I really want to encourage you to go and watch that on our website. So you can just go to southparkchurch.com, just scroll down, it's on the main page there, or you can click sermons and see it's, see that it's there. Uh, last week, uh, our senior pastor, uh, Kyle Thompson, did like a Holy Spirit 101 overview of the Holy Spirit. So if, if you don't know much about or you want to hear something amazing, I promise you it's going to be worth your time. I really want to encourage you to go back and watch uh, that. Um, so today, we're going to be focusing on the relationship aspect of this and how we can have a relationship through and in the Holy Spirit. I really learned a, a whole lot uh, through, this, through this message series, and I hope that you have too. Well, something that I know less than the Holy Spirit about and something that's something that just bewilders me is uh, hospital, medical, doctor's office, waiting rooms. Um, so my wife is about nine months pregnant. Uh, we've got about 23 days to go, so that is on my mind at all times. And we have a lot of experience going to sit in these medical uh, office waiting rooms. And the thing is about it is like, again, this is kind of like all new for me, not just like having our first kid, but just going to the doctor's office. I mean, like you got to make you these appointments like weeks in advance. You got to coordinate your calendars. Uh, then you got to go and you got to you know make sure you walk through the right front door. Uh, then you got to go in and talk to the the people at the desk there, and you got to fill out paperwork, and they have all these questions for you, and you're not sure you know how to answer them. And then you go sit in a waiting room, and then you go sit in the waiting room, and you stay there. And then finally, a nurse comes out and she takes you back, and you sit and you wait. Uh, some more. I mean, you have to jump through a lot of hoops just to go and see the doctor. But for me, again, like this is all new to me because as a kid growing up, my dad was the doctor. And so I didn't have to jump through all those hoops to go and see him. Uh, in fact, uh, I mean, I hardly ever went to the doctor in the hospital to begin with. I mean, my dad would look at me and he would say, you're not sick. I see sick people every day and you're not one of them, right? I remember uh, there was one time where like I'm sitting there as a, as a kid and I've got an older brother and a younger sister. My sister's like a baby at this time and I'm like really sick and I'm four years older than her. And so I'm about four or five and I'm sitting there whining and crying. And my dad looks at me and he says, what the baby going to do? And I was like, what? He's like, what the baby going to do? And he looks over at my sister, and he looks at me. He said, what the baby going to do if you do all that crying? I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> Give me some ibuprofen, send me off, and that, that was kind of it. But on the times where, like, I did get to go to the doctor's office, like if I had, like, a severed limb or something serious like that, I'd finally get to go to the doctor's office. Like, I didn't have to jump through all those hoops. I didn't have to sit in the waiting room. Uh, all I would have to do was go through the back side door entrance. So the doctors and the staff had, you know, their own kind of side entrance. So I didn't have to walk through the front door. I didn't have to make any appointments. Uh, I just went in, you know, when I could, and I would walk in through that side door, and there's my dad sitting right there in the first office in the left, just waiting for me. And I didn't have to jump through any hoops. In fact, I didn't even have to call him Dr. Aki. I just got to call him Daddy. When we accept Christ, when we make Jesus our Lord and our Savior of our life, in return, we receive the Holy Spirit. 
And the Holy Spirit is like instant access to God. It's a direct connection. We don't have to jump through hoops and uh, do all these things or make an appointment to be able to talk to God. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, we're able to, to be right here and pray and have that connection with him. And what gives us the confidence of being able to go to our Heavenly Father, to be able to talk to the creator of the universe. I mean, think about that. Like, that is incredible. What gives us that confidence is the voice of the Holy Spirit instilling in us, uh, helping us cry out, encouraging us to cry out to God the Father in prayer because of the confidence that we have through the Holy Spirit. And the thing is about being children of God is that we can interrupt him at any time. Well, maybe you're in a place, or maybe you, you felt like this way before, or you know someone that you feel like you can't just go and interrupt God. Maybe you feel like you got to clean up your act a little bit before you go and talk to God. Maybe you got to book an appointment, and you feel like you've got to do all these things when, when God invites you, and we can have the confidence to just interrupt him at any time. And I'm here to tell you this morning that God loves you, so much. He pursues you, and he is relentless in his pursuit for you. We don't have to be afraid. Romans chapter 8, verses 15 through 16 says this. So you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you received God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. Now, when we call him Abba, Father, for a spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. This, this is what it's like to be in the presence of God. Yes, God is holy, God is reverent, but we have the confidence to go and approach him as children with everything we've been through, with everything that we've done, with everything that we are because he calls us his own. In his adoption of us as his children, we can call him Abba. And Abba translates to one of the most intimate ways of saying Father. It's like saying Daddy. And because we are in Christ, we can relate to Jesus Christ as he prays to his heavenly Father. We have that same ability to do this. At this time, when this letter, when the book of Romans was written to the church in Rome, under Roman adoption laws, the life and the social standing of the adopted child changed completely at adoption. So anything that was going on in the past life of the adopted child, uh, all, they lost all those old rights, but they gained all the new rights of the family. So any debt that would have been passed on to him was canceled uh, with nothing from their past counting against them. And this is why the author, I believe the author who is uh, a Roman citizen from Tarsus, he, he uses this example to show us that we have all been adopted by God as his children and we can approach him with confidence the same way that these adopted children have rights can approach their father. I mean, go back and read Genesis 1. We talked about this last week. The Holy Spirit was hovering over the waters and created us for relationship, not so that we can be fearful slaves. So if relationship is what it's all about, how would you honestly describe your relationship with God? How do you maintain it? What does it feel like? And if everyone 
and the global church, all the Christians that were alive living on the earth, if they had the same relationship with God that you did right now, where would that put us all? Would the church blossom and and grow and all these new believers would come to faith or would it just kind of dissipate and disappear? Now, when questions like that get asked of me, I start to have like miniature panic attacks. So before we get too far down that, I want to ask you another question. If there are people in this world that have a better relationship with God than you do, do you honestly believe that you can experience what they have when it comes to their relationship with God? My guess is that many of us think that we get the Holy Spirit as a package deal included with the, with the rest of you know, the Trinity, God and Jesus. But I truly believe that we are missing out on so much more when we do not have a relationship through the Holy Spirit. So what if there was so much more? And what if this more that we can experience of God is, is actually attainable? And what if it's so attainable that it's been with us this entire time? This is what I want to invite you to discover with me today. So we're going to continue to explore Romans chapter 8. We're going to actually work kind of our way backwards from this point, from what we read earlier. And, you know, Romans chapter 8 is one of those passages of Scripture where, like, if you lived on a desert island and you could only have, like, one passage of Scripture, Romans 8 would be a great choice. I mean, the words are so powerful of the way that Paul writes of God's love for us and the relationship aspect and, and, and how this all works. And what Paul was really trying to do is he was hoping that the book of Romans was read in a letter format. Sometimes we get lost in that because Scripture is broken up by chapters and verses. But Paul wrote this letter to the church in Rome, hoping that all the Christians would be able to read this letter. And his hope was that he could provide like a doctrinal approach to the gospel. So he really wanted to make this full presentation of and explain why God sent Jesus down to this earth, why Jesus had to die, why he rose from the grave, defeated sin, and how you and I can have a relationship with God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. So Within Romans chapter 8, like, there's a lot of contrast. We see this conversation going on of, like, life in the spirit, and then we see, like, life in the flesh. So if we go back one chapter to chapter 7, we'll see, like, Paul's talking about life in the flesh. He's talking about this argument that he kind of has within himself of, like, living out in the flesh. But in chapter 8, Paul then begins to write about life in the spirit. So if you go home today, and I hope that you do, and you read Romans 8, in the full fullness of it, don't get lost in these comparisons and these distinctions that Paul makes between life in the flesh versus life in the spirit. What Paul's really just trying to do is he wants to make it so clear so that we understand the difference because of the promise that comes with the difference between life in the flesh and life in the spirit. So let's just kind of dig into this a little bit. We're going to jump into Romans uh, 8. We're going to jump backwards again. We're going to jump back to verse 5 and read through verse 8. Read this with me. It says, Those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things, but those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about things that please the Spirit. So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death. But letting the Spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. For the sinful nature is always hostile to God. It never did obey God's laws, and it never will. Okay, so again, you're seeing that comparison of life in the flesh and life in the spirit. So we read that. How do we know if the Holy Spirit 
is controlling our mind. How do we know if we're walking in the flesh or we're walking in the spirit? I want to go back and I want to look at verse 6 there for a second. And I want to look at two different distinctions. Uh, The first one is the English Standard Version. It says, For to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. Let's, Let's read the New International Version. I think it says it even clearer in this one. It says, The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. So hold on to that line, governed by the Spirit. We're going to come back to it here in just a second. But the thing that we've really got to understand first is that we receive the Holy Spirit when we give our lives to God. But there is a difference between receiving the Holy Spirit and being led by the Spirit. Verse 6, it tells us, let your mind be governed by the Spirit. Set your mind on the Spirit. Let the Spirit control your mind. This is like an ongoing thing, like a daily thing. It's not just a one-time event that Paul is talking about. And we all receive the Holy Spirit, but how do we allow the Holy Spirit to lead us? Romans 8 says that if we don't, it leads to death. So I think that this is a pretty big conversation to have, and it's worth talking about. But here's one of the things that I want you to walk away from this series as we talk about Forgotten God is I personally believe that we have overcomplicated the Holy Spirit in a way that we get so frustrated with it that we just forget about it and we don't focus on it. As if we need to like go look for him or we've got to do something to earn it. When in reality, I believe that the Holy Spirit is within us, we just need to take notice of him. So everybody uh, pull out the balloons uh, that you received when you walked into uh, service. Uh, and if you're watching online, I'm sorry you don't get a balloon. This is the benefits of coming to church, okay? So if you are here and you didn't get a balloon, well, then you need to show up to church on time, okay? We need to have that conversation. We got to do better at that as a fam, okay? All right, so get your balloon out. Um, and he- here's the thing. Like, this balloon represents the Holy Spirit. So when you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, in return, you receive the Holy Spirit, But the problem is, is that so many of us leave this balloon empty. But balloons are meant to be filled. That's their purpose. They're they're meant to hold air or water. So let's let's fill this balloon. So just take take a moment and blow up your balloon. You can either tie it up if you want to, or you can hold on to it. The choice is yours. But take a minute and blow up your balloon. Something like this. This is fine. Something like good. I mean, this balloon is so much better. It's so much more fun. All the kids in the room are like, yeah, balloons are awesome. Balloons are so much better when they fulfill their purpose and they are filled. But filling the balloon takes time and effort, just like a relationship does. So when we receive the Holy Spirit, there's so much more that we can experience, not only when we receive the Holy Spirit, but then when we're led by the Holy Spirit, when we are filled by the Holy Spirit, when we experience this relationship. And you and I, were created for this relationship, and there's so much more that we can experience when this happens, and this is lived out when we are led and filled by the Holy Spirit. But here's the problem. The Holy Spirit is a gift, 
But if you don't utilize them, then what's the point? So many of us accept Christ as our Lord and Savior. We receive the Holy Spirit, and then we just kind of put it on a shelf, and it collects dust in our life. But don't be content with just receiving the Holy Spirit. There's so much more for you to experience. And every day you have a choice to either be filled with the Holy Spirit in your life as you begin to deny different aspects of your life and turn those things over to God. When you say, okay, God, you can have my finances. Okay, God, you can have my time. Okay, God, you can have the choice of where I'm going to spend my resources and who I'm going to befriend and who I'm going to invite into my home. When you start allowing God to control those things, we're filled by the Holy Spirit. But when we don't, every day in our decisions, we're losing the Holy Spirit. This is the battle of the Spirit in the flesh and living life in the flesh, and living life in the spirit that Paul is talking about. And you've got to make time, time and effort, to experience this relationship if you want to be filled by the Holy Spirit. I mean, think about the relationships that we have here on earth. Now, I think of I think that social media recently and over the years has like elongated this process, but like it takes so much longer for us to have friends fade in and out of our life because we have Facebook friends and Instagram followers and, you know, those connect us and we feel like super connected because we see these things that are going on about these people and we feel like we get to know about our friends because they post things and they share things and we do that and people get to know about us. But there's a big difference between knowing about people and knowing people. Like, and social media just ruins this for us. Like Francis Chan says it this way in his book. This is what he says. He says, do you know God or do you just know about him? Do you want to be content with just receiving the Holy Spirit? Or do you want to experience the relationship that the creator of the universe offers to you? There's power when we recognize the presence of the Holy Spirit. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to settle anymore. I want to experience the more. I want to experience the fullness when we just, not just simply accept the Holy Spirit, but when we accept the Holy Spirit and we're filled by him. So here's the so what for today. If you want to be led by the Holy Spirit, be filled with the Spirit. We are led by the Spirit. We build this relationship by spending time with Him. And when we spend time connecting to God through the Holy Spirit, that relationship grows and we can be filled by the Holy Spirit. And the more that we're filled by the Holy Spirit in our life, the more that we can be led by the Holy Spirit in our life. Put simply, again, this is just acknowledging that the Holy Spirit is present, spending time in that acknowledgement. And the more that you do that, the more you can be filled by the Holy Spirit. And it's like, well, how do we do that? Well, it's simple. When we pray, just ask God to fill you with the Holy Spirit each and every time you pray. Say, God, just come into my life. Help me understand what it is to know you. God, give me the, the, the Holy Spirit that leads to truth. God, show me. I mean, lean into this. I mean, I think, again, this is a complicated thing that over the years, it's been really hard to understand, but I really want it to be clear for you today. The way that we spend time with God, the way that we spend time with Jesus is through the power of the Holy Spirit. 
Here's what I mean. When Jesus walks on this earth, people like would get in crowds and would fight and would push and would pull just to like reach out and touch his robe. I mean, people would travel miles and miles. It was a big deal to just be in the presence of Jesus. But now you and I have this gift that we can be in the presence of God at any time because of the Holy Spirit that is in us. That's why Jesus said it's so much better that he leaves and the Holy Spirit come because we don't have to go fight crowds to be in the presence of the Lord. We don't have to make an appointment, walk through the front door, answer a bunch of forms, talk to a nurse, sit in a waiting room. We can just go directly to God. Now, you've probably already been utilizing the power of the Holy Spirit and you just don't know it yet. Here's what I mean. Like, look at this balloon. I mean, it's, it's empty, but there's still air in it. There's still Holy Spirit. And we can continue to grow that relationship when we acknowledge his presence and we spend time with him every day being filled with the Holy Spirit we begin to be transformed in our life. Our lives begin to transform with that relationship. And that can take us places. I mean, the more that we are filled, the more and the further that we will go. Jesus told us this way. This is from John chapter 14, verse 16 through 19. He says, and I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. That's what Paul was talking about of life in the flesh. But you know him because he lives with you now and later will be in you. This is life in the spirit. No, I will not abandon you as orphans because we've been adopted. I will come to you. Soon the world will no longer see me, but you will see me. And since I live, you also will live. Jesus told us that the Holy Spirit will be in us and we can be filled by the Holy Spirit when we put ourselves in the presence, when we just acknowledge him. And I believe that this is why Paul took so much time to explain the difference between life in the flesh and life in the spirit. He wanted us to be so clear on that. But we acknowledge him and put our minds on him and be controlled by the Holy Spirit and allow the spirit to govern us each and every single day. Governing our thoughts, leading our thoughts, controlling our thoughts. We put our mind on him. And this is so important, so important. Because there's so much more for us to experience with the Holy Spirit. And I truly believe that we can live life to the full through the power of the Holy Spirit. Let's keep moving backwards through Romans chapter 8. And let's look at verse 1. And it says, So now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. So the world is going to tell you, Look, you got to go sit in a waiting room. You got to fill out a bunch of forms. You got to clean up your act first. No, no, no. There's no condemnation. You don't have to worry about being good enough. There's no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. We accept that Christ is in our life and we are made new. We are given the gift of the Holy Spirit, but that's not the end. Keep reading into verse 2. 
And it says, and because you belong to him, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. So because we belong to him, we have the power of the life-giving spirit. So the stuff that crushes our spirit, the stuff that stresses us out, no longer has power over us. The stuff that crushes our spirit and and breaks our heart, you don't have to bear that burden alone anymore. You can give that over to Christ. And the stuff that, the mistakes that you've made, the, the power of God has redeemed you and has made you new and offers you a new life. You've been given life. We've been talking a lot about this in our church this year. Life to the full. And not if, but when the things of this world leave you feeling empty trying to chase that next promotion, trying to make, you know, that final salary amount, going on that vacation, having that house, having that car, whatever it may be, that stuff is going to leave you feeling empty. Only through the power of the Holy Spirit, through Jesus Christ, can we experience life to the full. The same Spirit, think about this, the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead defeating sin for all of us, that same spirit, that same power lives in you today. And when that happens, we're freed from the power of sin. We all need that reminder sometimes. Are you missing out on the fullness of life with God because you do not take time for relationship? The Holy Spirit is how we connect to our Creator. And the more we are filled, the more we are led. Let me say that again. The Holy Spirit is how we connect to our Creator. And the more that we are filled with the Holy Spirit, the more we can be led by the Holy Spirit. This week, I want you to commit to a time where you're just going to go acknowledge and you're going to go spend time with the Holy Spirit. I want you to, to, to choose a time. And I want you to find an accountability person that's going to help you make sure you live this out and do it. Say, hey, hold me to this. I'm going to do it. And maybe you only have 10 minutes where you can just get away, turn off your phone, and hide from the kids or whatever. 10 minutes. Do it. Start with that. Or maybe you're looking at your life and you're really realizing how much you're missing out. Maybe you need to go on a retreat for three days and get away. As Lindsay shared earlier, we've got a retreat. If you're 18 to 29 years old, we're offering this to you right now. You can get away for a full weekend, all meals included, and you're going to be led through some powerful moments to just get away from technology and draw closer to God. Start somewhere. Whether it's 10 minutes or a three-day retreat, start somewhere. If you want to be led by the Spirit, go be filled with the Spirit. Just like this balloon, you can receive this balloon. You can receive the Holy Spirit, but there's so much more that you can experience when you are filled with the Holy Spirit. And the more that you're filled, the more the Holy Spirit can lead you in your life. I was over in in South Africa a few years ago. This is back in like 2013, and we were in some remote parts of the country, and we were spending time with some of the people and the pastors there and just being encouraged by them, and, and we were encouraging them, and it was just this amazing week. And at the end of the week, on Sunday morning, we were gathered in this remote village. Uh, there's no electricity, no power, no nothing, just in this, 
in this hut. And the pastor that had been spending time with all week, his name was Papa Joe. He said this in his message. I wrote it down, and I want to share it with you today. Here's what he said. As big as the ocean was, God could not dwell in it. As big as the elephants in the trees were, God could not dwell in them. But God created man on the sixth day. And God can dwell in man because we were created in his image. Invite God to dwell in you today. We're going to just take a moment here to just be in the presence of the Holy Spirit. We're just going to take this moment to acknowledge that the Holy Spirit is here and we're just going to dwell in his presence. And I'm going to invite the, the modern worship band in this service. We've got some, some members of the choir here that are going to lead us. They've been working on this this week. And I truly believe that God is going to utilize them in this moment to help reveal to you that the Holy Spirit is here and that you can be filled with the Holy Spirit. There's so much more that you can experience with God. It's not just showing up on Sundays or connecting with God once a week. There's so much more in your each and every day of your life that you can be filled and that you can be led by the Holy Spirit. It's how we connect to our Creator. So maybe you've got some burdens in your life right now. Maybe you've got some things happening in your life where you're just thinking, okay, God, like, I don't know if I'm good enough to, to do this or handle this on my own. You don't have to handle it on your own anymore. God wants to be with you, and he's in you. He sent you the gift of the Holy Spirit to be in you right now. Just acknowledge him, and you can be filled by that. It takes time and effort, just like a relationship. That's what God offers us. Let's join me in prayer. God, God, we're in this place. God, we know that you're here. God, we know that your Holy Spirit dwells in all of us. God, and we may have been ignoring him for a while, but God, we want to just take a moment to acknowledge the Holy Spirit. God, help us to connect with you in powerful new ways, God, of where we thought we were with you. God, help us to experience the more that you're offering us and that this happens through the Holy Spirit. So God, I just pray that as we sing this song, God, as, as we lay our burdens down, God, as we just bring you everything that we have, as we approach you as adopted children, God, in the childlike faith, God, that you will fill us, that you will make us new, that you will redeem us, God, that you will refuel us, you will encourage us. God, fill us in this place.